0: Well, hello there. And how are you today? Top of the day to you. Kumar, Esther. Buenas tardes. I'm your host, Salome Jacob. So nice of you to join me. Yeah, into the garden, especially today. I am dedicating this edition to you, to family, to friends. Just for you to say thank you, especially during these tumultuous times we find ourselves in. So join me once again where hearts are mended, lives restored, balls of laughter, and seeking God to implore. For in this garden is an awesome to behold, a delight to behold, an ethereal presence. An omnipotent presence, an omniscient presence, that says, hey sassy soul, come on over. So grab a chair, phone a friend or two and invite him or her to join you. For into the garden on this chilly, wintry day is simply just for you. Soulful, delightful, cheerful and not to mention, oh so natural sassy you. Where the father awaits. You today is somewhat soulful, insightful, delightful, and although there is a nip in the air. I hope you had an awesome day, not at all a complaining day because after all this is indeed the day that the Lord has made and so no matter how you or I feel, either you're feeling happy-go-lucky or crappy, but bottom line is spending time with family is all that matters indeed. So on the line up today I have look to me. So without any further ado, why don't you quickly dash off to the kitchen for a refreshing decadent cup of tea or coffee and simply without any hesitation or without any reservation, make it to join me for your dollop of soulful sassiness. is a soul poem and the title of the soul poem today is look to me perhaps you are at a dead end a stop street, a crossroads in your life i don't know but either way the road you take could be right for you anyway for not doing or taking a step might still leave you stuck your head puzzled and body in mud and you're feeling all muddled up so be brave to wither the storm the road less traveled and trust god for the decision to take a road in your life that's about to unravel no doubt after all said and done things out of the ordinary happens an unexpected phone call a friendly invite a half heartfelt gesture to fill your jittery heart to contend and all of that are free favors that come from god readily and available to you are made from heaven sent so allow yourself to receive bountiful gifts out of the hands of the divine maker you are my way maker, surprise maker, miracle worker, heavy burden lifter. You are my head lifter, you are my decision maker. You are my breakthrough, come what may, look to me maker. You see, the Lord says to you are me and at times we don't hear or say, look unto me. For there is no one else but me. For like you, I too need to be saved or approved, if you know what I mean. Saved from fear, anger, from bad choices, bad memories, addictions, temptations. Temptations from within. And temptations that I feel to leave instead of conquer, if you know what I mean, from depression, from laziness, and sometimes empty mindedness, from self destruction or never mindedness. But then again, the master of the seas says so beautifully to you and me soul sister prayer warrior fix your eyes on me for you nor I don't have to look at others to fail complete seek approval compare you and me to the elite or be in they eat. For God says, mortals born of women are of few days and full of trouble. They spring up like flowers and wither away, like fleeting shadows. They do not endure. Do you fix your eye on them? Will you bring them before you for judgment? For you are designed to be beautiful inside and out, to accomplish great things in your lifespan, no doubt. No matter the whispers, the looks, the glances you get from people around you and those you met. Friends, co-workers, those who speak behind your back. Friend enemies, you know what I mean, right? You get. Perhaps an unsavory word or deed But you, dear soul-sister, prayer warrior, valiant brother, don't be dismayed, for you have within you the very answers you seek. So go out into the world and be the best that you can be, not a copy, not a floppy, but an original, you say, to walk and arise in the purpose given to you and me. So here's to a powerful wake filled with unexpected free favours from God, you see and an appeal to you and me to not concentrate on others but on him who will take you to your next level and to where you need to be and so it is so shall it be. And this was written the 15th of October, 2017. So in these perilous times, tumultuous times, look to him. Like Joe of old, Put all your faith, put all your trust in him. So I hope that you enjoyed the soul poem. Look to me.
1: Aaron Abercrombie here, and always first and foremost, I hope that all is well with you and yours. Listen, I, I want to share a Bible story with you um, that means a lot with me for a lot, a lot to me for a lot of reasons. It's a story about promise. In my life, I, I, I struggled to have a child and I was on my knees for years, over seven years, asking God, praying that he would allow me to become pregnant, to, to be able to nurse a child at my breast, to be able to rock a child to sleep, to be able to conceive, and in those, those moments of waiting, those, those weeks, those months, those years, uh, it wasn't easy to hold on and to cling to his promises, but I did, and after seven years, my prayers brought into fruition conception. Conception. So that leads me to this story. It's the story of the Shunammite woman. The Shunammite woman, I, I, I gave her the Hebrew name Hamana. And in the Hebrew language, Hamana means believe, it means faith. And I've named her husband. Azrael, in Hebrew, Azrael means support. So one day, this, this woman from Shunem, Hermana and her husband Azrael, they were walking in the village and they saw a large crowd gathered. And they walked over to this large crowd and in the center of this crowd, there he was. The prophet Elijah, the man of God. Now, they had never heard his words before. They had never witnessed his miracles before. They had never even heard a word mumbled about this Elijah individual. So they, they stayed and they listened to what he had to say and his words the anointing the power of god coming from this man touched himanna's spirit and she said to her husband she said azriel certainly certainly this this is a man of god let us invite him home to our to our home for dinner let us make him welcome And that is what they did. They invited Elijah and his assistant to to their home for dinner. And, And something happened. They were comfortable immediately. And every time after that, he was welcomed to their home for dinner. Every time he came to visit their city of Shunem. And over time, they became like family. She became like a daughter to him. They were a family. So one day after he left, Hermana said to her husband, she said, Azriel, let us make for our Elijah a place to stay. We will make it on our rooftop, we will make him a room, and we will put in that room a, a, a desk, a, a table, a chair, a lamp, and so that when he comes, he, he can stay there in comfort with Gehazi, his servant. And that is what he did. That is what he did. Asriel had a beautiful room built for him on their rooftop. So every time he came, that is where he stayed, in comfort. Well, one time he was visiting with her, and he was up in this beautiful room that they had uh, uh, made for him. And he, he, Elijah, said to his servant Gehazi, he said, call call Hermana, I would like to speak to her. And so up the stairs Hermana came and she walked into the room and Elijah said to Hermana, he said, what can I do for you? You have been gracious to me. You have been gracious to Gahazi. When we come, you treat us warmly with love and excellent food. What can I do for you, my daughter? And her response was, <laughs> well, honestly, I have everything that I need. I, 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 I want for nothing and I am blessed to live among my people. And then she left. And after she had descended the stairs, Gehazi walks over to Elijah and says, but Elisha, she has no son. Her husband is old and she has no son. So, Elijah thought to himself for a few moments and then he had Gehazi to call her back up and Hermana came back and she stood before Elijah and he said to her, he said, this time next year, you will hold in your arms a son. And I I, I imagined that by her reply, according to the Bible, that had been a desire of hers for a long time. According to the Bible, she said, Man of God, don't get my hopes up. Do not get my hopes up. Now with a reply like that, I can only imagine that ye, after year, after year, after year. That had been her prayer. And every month when her blood flowed out of her body, letting her know, telling her that she had not conceived a child, it broke her So that is why she would make that reply, "Please, man of God, don't get my hopes up." Ah. But you see, the following year, that same time of year, in her arms, Hermana held a beautiful, curly-head, baby boy. And she named him Arlis. In Hebrew, Arlis means promise, promise from God. So... I imagine that as the years passed and, and Elijah and Gehazi would come to visit and that child grew, that child became like like a, a grandson to Elijah. I imagine that in Hebrew, he called that child Eched. Echad is the Hebrew name for grandfather. And I imagine that that beautiful child called him Saba, Saba. You see, in Hebrew, Saba, it means grandfather. So the years go on and I imagine every time that Elijah came by, he would bring a gift for his precious precious echad. And they grew closer and closer and closer. Well, one day, many years had passed, and that child was out in the field playing. His father was out there working with some of the, the workers of the fields. And the child ran over to his father. He had a terrible pain in his head. And he said, father, father, my head. And the father, Azrael, had one of the helpers of the field take the child to the house, to his mother, to Hamana. Now, ladies, those of you who have been mothers or are grandmothers, You know the different cries that your child has. You know when they're crying and it's just a whine and you need to correct them and sit their little high down. And you know when it's a cry that they've got a headache or that they've skinned their knee or that they've bumped their head. But you see this sound, this sound, this day, it was a cry that Hannah had never heard. And even before the helper brought the baby to the house, she was running to the door. She opened up the door and she took her child. Her heart was beating unlike it had ever been before because this sound, this cry brought great alarm. She rocked her child. She rubbed her child. She removed the curls from his forehead so that she could see if there was something she hadn't seen. But there was nothing. This beautiful Arliss continued to cry and scream. And so she made for him a special tea with herbs in it that she would make him when he was feeling bad. It didn't work, he continued to scream and cry, scream and cry. And then she sat in a chair and began to rock him. And she sang a lullaby, a lullaby that she had written for him when he was inside her womb. As it grew, she rocked him and she sang My beautiful promise from God. My beautiful promise from God. With his grace and his mercy, he's richly blessed me. My beautiful promise from God. Now according, according to the Bible, at 12 o'clock, exactly that beautiful promise. Ah, his body grew still and limp. And I imagine being a mother, she put her ear down to see if she could feel his breath or hear his breath and there was nothing. Being a mother, I know she looked at his stomach to see if it was moving, if there was any breath going through those lungs. There was nothing. According to the Bible, she lifted her child and she carried him up the stairs to that rooftop terrace, that room she had made for Elijah the man of God and she she opened that door and then she took her precious promise and she laid him on the prophet's bed and I imagine tears flowing she backed out of the room, singing to herself as she began to Descend the stairs. My beautiful promise from God. My beautiful promise from God. With his grace
2: and his mercy, he richly blessed me. My beautiful promise from God.
1: According to the Bible, she called for her husband, Asriel, and he came running, and I know that by the sound of her voice, he knew something had happened, something terrible had taken place, and I imagine as soon as he saw her, he knew. He knew. And I imagine him coming in that room, and he would fall into a chair limp, his heart beating, tears flowing. You see, because that promise was not only given to hermana, but it was given to this old man, Asriel, who had also dreamt about having a son. So he plops down, lifeless in this chair, tears flowing. And according to the Bible, Hamanah says to him, I want you to give me a rider. And then I want a donkey too. I am going to find Elisha. And his response to her according to the Bible was, well it is not the new moon, it is it is not the sabbath, but she leans into him and she says, according to the Bible, it is well. You see, Hermana knew that she knew that she knew, she knew. That according to her, it wasn't over. The promise had been given, the promise had been made. So everything's set up. The rider comes with the extra donkey. He climbs on the donkey, she climbs on hers, and off they go, heading to Mount Carmel. Now, mind you, Mount Carmel is 25 miles away. 25 miles away. She shouts to the uh, rider in front of her, I don't want you to slow down unless I call you to slow down. And off they're going, off they're going. And you can bet my sisters and my daughters that her donkey had never been ridden like that before (laughs) or since. You see, she was a mother on a mission. You know what it's like to be a mother on a mission. She was a mother on a mission. So according to the Bible, they reach Mount Carmel. And there is a large crowd gathered. And yes, in the center of that crowd is the prophet Elijah. Something inside him stirs and causes him to look up and he can see from a distance, he can make out that it is Hamana coming and something else in his spirit lets him know that something is very wrong. And he wonders to himself, according to the Bible, what is wrong and why did God keep whatever it is from him? The Bible never addresses it after that, but. You know, I think that sometimes we as human beings, God gives us gifts and we use them and we use them in excellence. And and before you know it, we begin to think that we have arrived, that we're bigger and better than we, 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 we really are. Sometimes we rise up, God raises us, and then we think we don't need God anymore. Perhaps it was a time of correction that was necessary for Elijah. Anyway, here comes Emana, they're getting closer, her and the rider. And Elijah tells his, his, his assistant, his servant, Gehazi to go and meet her. And he says, when you are in front of her, ask her if something is wrong with her son. If something is wrong with her husband, if something is wrong with her. So off Gehazi runs and he meets her. And he is standing beneath her. And he asks her, Hamana, is something wrong with your son? Is something wrong with you? Is something wrong with your husband? According to the Bible, Hamana looks him in the eyes and says, It's is well. And then she climbs down off of a donkey and she makes her way through the crowd, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, shalom, shalom, excuse me, pardon me, please, a- excuse me. And then it says she gets in front of Elijah and she drops down to her knees and she grabs him by the ankles and she holds on and says to him, Did I ask you for a son? Didn't I tell you not to get my hopes up? And I imagine that in this moment, Elijah's heart must have begun to melt and sink inside because you see now he too loved that promise from god he too loved his again and he's wondering oh god why what what's going on and so what he does what he does he calls his servant Gehazi, gives him his staff, tells him to take the staff and lay it on the boy's body. And he says, Tuck in your 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 cloak, and if someone greets you on the way, don't greet them, just continue on. And then off Gehazi goes. But you see, still on her knees with her. Hands clenched around his ankles is Hamana. And she says to him, As surely, as surely as God does live, and as surely as you do live, I am not, I am not leaving here without you. So I imagine that Elijah with tears streaming, I imagine that he bent down, tenderly, taking Hamana, hugging her, and he excuses himself from the crowd, and off they head to her home, and I imagine that he is praying, he is asking God, he is making petition, Uh, so many different things going on in his mind, his heart, and his spirit. So finally, they reach her home, and out from the door comes Gehazi. He shakes his head, no, the child is still. The child is dead. Elijah climbs down off of his donkey and he walks to the house and he begins to climb the stairs and I imagine climbing these stairs today was like climbing Mount Everest with with boots made of cement, tears flowing, still questioning God and then he gets to the door, and he opens the door, and there lying before him is his precious
2: echad.
1: According to the Bible, he closed the door and immediately began to pray. Oh God, you are God, you are You are keeper, there is nothing that you can't do. He's praying and praying and praying and then he goes over to the child and he lays atop the child. The Bible said eye to eye, nose to nose, mouth to mouth. And the Bible says after a few moments, the child's body begins to grow warm According to the Bible, Elijah gets back up and he goes around the room praising God, Alpha and Omega. Oh, life comes from your hand. The breath of life comes from you, God. And then he goes back and he lays over the child. Eye to eye, nose to nose, mouth to mouth. And the Bible says after a few moments the child sneezes seven times. And then he opens his eyes. And I imagine the child looked up and he said, Saba? Saba? And I imagine that Elijah laying over this child, tears pouring down, said, oh, Ekked, my Ekked. The Bible says that he takes the child in his arms and he calls for her mana. She comes in to the room and Elijah says, here, come and take your child. The Bible says she falls to her knees, giving praise to God, giving praise to Elijah. Then she takes her child, and she leaves. Now, my sisters and my daughters, we give up too easily. The Shunammite woman, Hamana, was not leaving without the fulfillment of the promise. We get a hangnail. Our hair's out of place. We run out of gas, and we want to give it all up. Her kid was dead, but she knew what she knew what she knew. she called it, saying it is well. This is what we have to do. This is what I learned to do year after year, crying on my knees for a child. Year after year, no matter what things look like in your life, you have to get clear that God is who he says he is and that he can do what he says he can do and that he wants to and will do it for you. But you've got to get real clear on who he says you are and then you step in to all of what he says you are and you, with an open hand, open heart, and you make way for a one-on-one relationship with your heavenly father and see what he does. You know our waiting in the meanwhile, it builds strength, it builds our faith. My sisters and my daughters, hold on to the promises, keep your eyes bless you and keep you looking forward to the Q&A. God bless.
3: Of the righteous,
4: faileth much. Prayers of the righteous faileth much.
2: We pray, we pray, we pray. When we pray.
0: Story, And the title of this moral story, especially what we're facing today, is Trust God. Trust God when you're facing difficulties in life. Once in a faraway place lived a man who had faith in God. One night a man was sleeping soundly. Suddenly a huge sound woke him. When he opened his eyes he saw that his room was filled with light just then god appeared before him showed him a large rock outside his house and told him to push that rock with all his might next morning when the man woke up he remembered what he saw that night he got outside and pushed it with all his might but wasn't able to move it despite this the man didn't give up and from that day he made his routine to push that rock daily with all his might. For many years he toiled from sun up to sun down, his shoulders set squarely against the cold massive surface of that large rock pushing with all his might. Each night the man returned to his cabin sore and worn out feeling that his whole day had been spent in vain as that rock never moved a bit even after many years. Not seeing any progress, the man started to get discouraged and just then the devil showed up in his dream and said, you have been pushing that rock for a long time but it hasn't moved. Why do you go through all that pain? It's impossible to move that rock, that's why it's better to leave it at this and live your life an easy life instead saying this the devil then disappeared man was disheartened but still he decided to pray to god and tell him about his troubled thoughts he prayed i have labored long and hard in your service putting up all my strength for what you have asked me to do and yet after all this time I have not even budged that rock by millimeter. What am I doing wrong? Why am I failing? Just then God appeared and said, my child, I asked you to serve me and you accepted it. I told you to push that rock, but I never said that I expected you to move it. Your task was to push and push and push and after all this, you thought you have failed. But is it really so? Look at yourself. Your arms are strong and muscled, your back sinewy and brown. Your hands are callous from constant pressure. Your legs have become massive and hard. Facing opposition, you have grown and your abilities now surpass that you used to have. You haven't moved the rock, but your calling was to be obedient and to push and to push and to push to exercise your faith and trust in my wisdom this you have done and so to you are me today the moral of the story as this edition is dedicated to you at times when we face difficulties in life such as this now we should just trust in God and simply push and keep on pushing and keep on pushing even when it seems like nothing is moving but God is working behind the scenes for by all means exercise the faith that you have that move mountains but know that it is still For God is the one who moves mountains. God is the one who shakes the mountain. God is the one who can shape that mountain. And God is the one who is shaking you, equipping you and shaping and molding you. So no matter what is happening around the world today, change is in the air, change is coming, but let's be obedient, let's draw nigh unto him who is able to keep you and me from falling, but through this God is equipping you and me, he's testing you and me and is also protecting you and me For at times such as this, you and I are faced with difficulties. So I hope that you enjoyed, as this is dedicated to you. Trust God facing adversity, facing difficulty, facing opposition, facing that weight that doesn't want to go away. But trust God because he will put your faith into action. Trust God, right here and into the garden. I'd like to say thank you. Thank you for popping on over and meeting me right here and into the garden, a time where our time was actually very well spent. But in the midst of calamity, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of pandemic, look to him. And as the soul poem says, look to me, for in there is a story for you and me, a reflection for you and me, as well as the moral story, trust God. So wherever, or however you feel, know that there is a sassy soul right on the other side, inspiring you lifting you encouraging you not to give in not to give up but to believe that you can accomplish that you can get out of this that it is still you here as according to yesterday's devotion from Paula Allen it is still out here so hold on to that And then to those celebrating a birthday today, happy birthday to you. Perhaps a milestone happened, so congratulations to you as I would love to salute and give a shout out to a sassy soul right here on Into the Garden. Angela Morris, congratulations to you and much love from Into the Garden. And anyone out there celebrating a wedding anniversary, happy anniversary to you too and to those who have lost loved ones. Heartfelt condolences to you and the family too. But most of all, thank you for sharing the podcast with friends and neighbors, work colleagues, on your various social networks and platforms. Whether you're going to the coffee shop, whether you are social distancing, you are still sharing. But most of all, thank you for sharing the love. Thank you for being there for someone. Thank you for being a blessing to someone. Because you do not know what you could be doing for that person. You could be the light for that person. You could just say a word. Say something that sparks an epiphany, a light bulb moment. So I say, thank you, because this edition is especially dedicated to you who dutifully tuning in, who dutifully listens to Into the garden. So from me, Salome Jacobs. Heartfelt thanks. And so, with that said, wherever you are, near or far, Thank you once again for tuning in to Into the Garden. So until next time, until we meet again, you know where to find me. Right here. Yes, where hearts are mended, lives restored. You and I are connected with so much more. Sayonara. Disfidinia, Adios. Dovidinia. Au revoir. Farewell. Ghouli ghoule. Arrivederci, Aja, Masamati Givasti, Lakorn, tajen. Salamat tingal. So from me once again, Salami Jacobs. Take care, and be safe, and blessing and success to you and yours, from me, into the garden and the Lord.
4: I just want to put a blessing on your home right now. I pray that your home would be filled with the shalom, the peace, the supernatural, inexplicable peace of Almighty God. I pray rest for your soul today, that the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, would minister to you in this moment, that deep assurance of faith that all things are working together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. I speak the blessing of contentment over your heart today. That you would know that what you have in your life right now can be enough if you celebrate it. I pray that God would give you a new perspective, the blessing of a new perspective. On the things that you've been overlooking. I pray the blessing of gratitude in your home today. That you would begin to thank God for silly things. That you would begin to thank God for, for those million little miracles. And even for this breath and even for this moment. I speak the blessing of reconciliation over your relationships today. I pray that God would give you the opportunity for, for reconciliation with those who are in your life where there's still a chance for you to make it right. I pray that God would give you those open doors and divine favor in your relationships. I speak a blessing of provision over your life today. That you would find in this season of what has seemed like lack an opportunity to manifest the abundance of of the Almighty God and I pray that you would see Jehovah Jireh the God who provides at work in every situation in your life but above all these things I speak the blessing of his presence over your life your family your loneliness your victories Your valleys, your mourning, your dancing, your weeping, your rejoicing. He is for you. He is for you. He is for you. And if he is for you, who can be against you? I speak the blessing of Yahweh, the Almighty God. I speak the blessing of the Almighty God. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Receive it now. Do you receive it right now?
2: With your presence, you alone are worthy of our reverence. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve. of the